Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. On today's episode, I open up about the abiding mandate, how pivotal and key it is that we are living in our oneness with him so that we can mature and we can come out from these prolonged seasons of immaturity and there is no harvest for the Father. So take a listen. I hope that it really provokes you deeper into your personal process with Him and then breaks out into a corporate harvest for His glory. So here we are on Tent Talk today. Now, I want to warn you right up front I am sitting in an apartment in Maui, Hawaii right now. So you're going to hear lots of things probably from the street, noises from the street that's right outside my apartment. You might hear the air conditioner come on. You know, there could be a lot of those distractions. But just harness this time and use it to learn what it means to get focused even when there's distractions around, okay? So can we redeem our time together here today on Tent Talk? So I'm so glad that we're together. And while I'm here in Maui, I am teaching a new course that I've developed and it's here at Transformation School of Ministry that's hosted by Spirit Life Ministries who are great friends to us. Uh, Matt and Janice Bennett and Garnet and Francis Pike and I have the honor of being here to just serve for a few days and to share this message in this way with the students that come from several different churches here on the island and uh, so it's just really an honor to be here. So the course that I'm teaching of course is on the abiding mandate And so because this is what is going on uh, with me right now, this is what I'm studying, but this is what I do all the time. We always joke and say, I really only have one message. I just keep changing the name, you know, but uh, this is the slice of this message that I'm in right now. So this is going to be what I'm going to pour out today uh, with you. And it's possible that it might be what uh, I keep unfolding through this month of March. And uh, then I hope at the end of March to have another great open table interview with one of the fabulous people that I get to know and work with. Um, But for today, I want to step in to the abiding mandate. It's our way of life, loyalty, leadership, everything. This isn't some weird way of living. It's not for a few. This is our way of life. This is what God was always after. This is what he wants. That's the whole reason that we were made new in Christ so that we could be 100% compatible with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that Jesus's prayer in John 17 could be made real in our everyday living, our everyday life. So I want to 
uh, share with you just I just want to have this conversation is that okay (laughs) you know the podcast is not a dignified teaching but you've probably already picked up on that so I just want to share I want you to be encouraged and provoked today deeper in your life with him under the big tent of his presence and um, hear his voice as he is calling you deeper in you know, if we don't understand what he wants, we'll never understand his ways. But what he wants, my friends, is you. You and him moving as one so that all that his heart desires can actually be um, realized through willing, maturing sons who on purpose, just like Jesus, live at such a depth of dependency with him and on him that all that he wants to accomplish will happen. And we'll come out of this machine of ministry. We'll come out of this cultural Christianity that isn't producing what the Father desires. He wants his people. He wants the church that belongs to his Son. He wants the temple of the Holy Spirit. You see, all of those things, what do they cry out? is deep relational connection with them. And then they'll produce everything through us. I hope today on this podcast that you begin to sense the cool of the day coming to you. You know, we get under the heat and the anxiety of a lot of things. But my friends, we've got to come into Him and let Him love us, which will not make you a lazy, apathetic, you know, limp-wristed, you know, broken down, flawed person. All right. I just, I can't even get off on that. What it's going to do is it's going to invigorate the new man to live in the power of Holy Spirit the same way that Jesus did. It's going to cause us to get up and live in the fullness of his grace and ability within us. It's going to cause us to be strong. You know, Proverbs 31 is really to me as a picture of the church, of Jesus's bride. And it says that her hands are strong and filled and she's ready to meet the day and whatever the need may be. And and it's just every, every picture given to us within the Word of God is of a strength that comes from Him that invigorates us to get up and to live as who we really are. And uh, so... I want to share with you today in these few moments we have together just something that I myself have just read out of Oswald Chambers' um, devotion, My Utmost for His Highest. I was traveling yesterday on March the 3rd, and so I didn't get to read uh, the devotion for that day. So I'm sorry, I think March, yeah, March 3rd. Yeah. And so um, I... Uh, then got up this morning, okay, and was reading uh, today's, which uh, is Wednesday, March 4th. So I read yesterday's also. So as I'm sitting here in Maui, I'd gotten, you know, nine hours of sleep. I was all caught up, time changes, everything ready to go. I open up Oswald Chambers and I read the March 3rd entry knowing that now tonight on March uh, 4th that I'm getting ready to open up uh, teaching this new course I've developed, The Abiding Mandate. And here is what Oswald is saying. 
His scripture is John 21, 17, where Jesus tells Peter, feed my sheep. Now remember when he told Peter that, it was after Peter had so denied him. And, uh, you know, listen, if you've been at a place where you've denied the Lord, you know, in preference to yourself, I mean, because that's the real denial, my friends, is that we prefer ourselves. And we've denied him. All that. That's not going to take you out of the game, my friends. God knew you were going to deny, just like he knew Peter was going to deny. He incorporates every single bit of all of that 100% necessary revelation into your life. Because like Peter, you know, you can have a revelation of Jesus Christ without having had a true revelation of self. All right? And it's necessary, and it's needed, and it's got to happen eventually for each and every one of us. Don't let these things knock you out and disqualify you. Let them absolutely be redeemed by the work of Holy Spirit in you so that you will come to the end of everything human. Because everything human, my friends, has limits. All right? So listen up. (laughs) Okay. So he says, this is love in the making. You see, the love of God is unmade. It is God's nature. When we receive the Holy Spirit, He unites us with God so that His love is manifested in us. When the soul is united to God by the indwelling Holy Spirit, that is not the end. The end is that we may be one abiding, that we may be one with the Father as Jesus was. I love this. You see, my friends, we really are called to live as Christ. We cannot any longer indulge the excuse that Jesus was the only one and God surely knows that I couldn't live like him. Well, of course you can because that is the point of the gospel that the Father may have many sons of glory, that Jesus would be the first of many brethren. And I know that I wax repetitive, and I do it on purpose, because we've got to cut through our dullness, don't we? We've got to hear and hear and hear by the Spirit again and again as it cuts through what I call the whale blubberment. It's like thick, thick, fat dullness that is on us. And the cross has to cut through it and cut through it again And again, because I don't want you to just hear and to see. I want you to hear him, see him, and then choose him. Choose to go after him. Okay? You hear that? (laughs) Choose him. So it says, the end is that we may be one with the Father as Jesus was. What kind of oneness had Jesus Christ with the Father? Such a oneness that the Father sent him down here to be spent for us And he says, quote, as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. Oh, how powerful this is. That this abiding mandate, my friends, does not stop with you and I. You see, there's a counterfeit intimacy that runs through the church right now that I want to expose and that I want to show it for the foul and filth thing that it is. Because that counterfeit intimacy ends with you. You feeling good, you feeling this, you in this and that. No, my friends, this intimacy means, Father, here I am. You have loved me so well and tended to me so well. You have taken care of me. You have delivered me. You, Father, have done it. And the life of Jesus in you breaks forth and says, Now, Father, what is it that you desire? You see, God's not going to work broken down sons, flawed sons. Because in spirit, my friends, we are perfect as he is perfect. 
We are holy as he is holy because we share in their life. That is not me making much of us. That's me just simply saying what my father says that he has done through the finished work of Jesus and now imparted into you and I. Why? So we can get up and live unto him. Live in oneness with him. Because, my friends, God is going to have sons in this hour that don't have to be bribed and pampered and spoiled and promised blessings so that they will get up and do something. We're going to be those that have been fed the same food in private that Jesus was. We are going to be those who live like him unto the Father. And we're going to say, no matter what, by the life of Christ in us, no matter what, Father, I'm with you. Lead me on. So the counterfeit intimacy will never, ever produce those kinds of sons. The counterfeit intimacy will have you still being one with the law, where the scripture tells us in the book of Romans, you know, we're no longer to be having intercourse with the law. That's a oneness with the law. All right. The Bible also tells us that whoever you lay with, okay, I don't mean to go off here on you, but I'm about to. Okay. So here's your warning. Okay. Is listen carefully. Okay. The Bible says, whoever you lay with, now you're becoming one with them. If with a prostitute, a prostitute you become one with. If you're one with, you know, um, performance. If you're one with, you know, status. If you're one, there are many, many things that the enemy would love to have you thinking are the things of God, but they're not. And he wants to get you living as one with them. As the Bible says, having intercourse, meaning that there's a counterfeit oneness that you're living in. These are not things that will ever produce what the Father desires. And what they also produce are prolonged infancies. And we know that the Word tells us that let's don't have us being tossed to and fro any longer like children. Okay, It says, let us grow up in love. You know, this is why there's the fivefold ministry giftings. It's not so that everybody can be called prophet, apostle, pastor, teacher, you know, evangelist. All right. It's so we can function as those so that the people of God, that, the, that God the Father wants, can begin to mature in their oneness with him. I tell you, God is about to flip the house, my friends, not in a reckless way, but in an absolute determined way he is about to flip his house and judgment is going to begin with us because anything that is keeping us from this deep oneness with him he is about to expose it to us for what it is he is going to show us he is going to do that so that the ministry if you will that comes forth all right from his house to his house, and then to the world is going to be that that is born of him and for his purposes, and it's going to finally mature his people. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. We, for far too long, have uh, been one with other things, and God is about to expose it to us so that we will have the opportunity. Will we let him set us free? The same as he had to do with Peter, the same as he had to do with Paul, why would he not have to do that with us now? So that those who are leaders, builders, pastors, visionaries, those who are serving the house of God 
Are we allowing him to begin with us so that we can truly be serving God's purposes, one with him and his purposes for um, all the generations of his house? Every generation, whether that's the adults and youth and children, as we've broken them up into these, you know, different groups and all. But is there coming now where we realize we must allow him to work in us so that then he can work through us for the building up of his church, of his people, of his sons? You see, in Ephesians 4, it tells us that it is the fivefold ministry giftings operating within us. They're for his purposes. They're not my moneymaker. That's not my status, my ministry, my this. Do you see the pattern of my, my, my still staying ever so subtle underneath the veneer of these things? No, we are here to bring all into the maturing, you know, um, of, of Christ within his people so that the Father can have what it is that he desires. And so therefore it goes on in Ephesians 4 uh, and says, so, so don't be continuously tossed about like children remaining in these prolonged infancies where you are literally open prey for every imposter that comes down the pike. We've got to begin to be those who are maturing in our abiding development coming out of arrested development and into abiding development. Because this abiding, this oneness, my friends, is what the scripture calls, I believe in the message, says that it is organic and intimate. This relationship that we have, yes, it is, in John 15, 1 through 10, in the message, it says, live in me, make your home in me, just as I do in you, only by being joined to the vine. You can't bear fruit unless you are joined with me. See that oneness. I am the vine. You are the branches. When you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest, thank God, getting outside of ourselves, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separated, though, it says you can't produce a thing. This is how my father shows who he is. When you produce, when you mature as disciples, and he says at the end, make yourself at home in my love. And then, my friends, back in Ephesians 4, then there will be no prolonged infancies where the people of God are open prey for every imposter because they're not maturing in the life of Christ. Oh, they may be great churchgoers. They may be great volunteers at church. My friends, that's not the same as being sons to the Father in deep oneness. We want this to be organic, not synthetic. Synthetic is man-made. We don't want that. We want no man-made intimacy. We want the organic intimacy. We want not to be in these long, drawn-out, immature phases, but where we are truly growing. So today, if as you've listened to this, if you realize there are uh, synthetic things, false, fake, counterfeit, superficial, immature, carnal, fleshly, demonic, self-righteous, filthy, perverted, and man-made things in your life that you have built, 
then would you let him expose those things to you so that you can come into agreement agreement with him about it so that you'll stop clinging to it and being one with it? You see, this is going to require our full cooperation with him because he'll be the one to accomplish it in us. He is going to be the one, my friends, that does it because he wants you. And he wants you in oneness with him because there is something that he wants to realize through you. But my friends, he is the entire goal. He's the end. That's why we've been made new is so that we can know him and make him known. And that's not a slogan, all right? And so if you haven't read Oswald Chambers before, My Utmost for His Highest, go and look at it online or go purchase the book and read March 3rd and 4th. As I close, it says, you know, if we're going to be like Peter and be told, you know, feed my sheep, you know, we are his sheep, so he feeds us, but then, my friends, we have the privilege of turning and then feeding others. This is a part of the abiding mandate. As we're drawing everything from him and our oneness with him, joined with him, there will be, it doesn't say maybe, it says there will be a harvest, and it will be powerful and mighty. And it says, you know, Peter realized now with the revelation of the Lord's hurting question you know, that he does love him because Jesus asked him, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. And it was a hurting question that he does and he knows and realizes, yes, I do love you, Lord. Then comes the point uh, Oswald makes, which is then spend it out. Then give it away. You know, let it begin to flow out of you. Don't testify, he says, how much you love me. Don't profess about the marvelous revelation that you've had, he says, but now do something with it. And Jesus, you know, Jesus is saying, really, you know, live like me. I received from the Father. He fed me well. I was one with him. And then I passed it on to you. And we want to be those that can know this love of God like Jesus did. Also, maybe read John 17 again. And hear Jesus' prayer to the Father. You know, it says here again, as I close out on the March 3rd entry here in Oswald's My Utmost for His Highest, it says, The love of God pays no attention to the distinctions made by natural individuality. If I love my Lord, I have no business to be guided by natural temperament. I am to feed His sheep. There is no relief and no release from this commission says, beware of counterfeiting the love of God by working along the line of natural human sympathy. Oh, this cannot be. It says, because that will just end in blaspheming the love of God. You see, we have been made one with him, with his love. Now, we must receive his love in this abiding way. You see, the abiding mandate, our life and love our loyalty, our leadership. Maybe I'll get to these, you know, later on. But right now, I want you to be encouraged to take hold of this for now, for today. Just bite off this this portion of this message and begin to realize, maybe this is why you're experiencing some failure of some things and tiredness and all that. Why? Because if those things are being you know, done outside of him. He's trying to show you, let that go and take hold of 
your oneness with me. He'll produce it in you. But I know he wants to hear your voice today. Hmm? He, he loves you and he's come for you so that you can be one with him, so that he can feed you and make you fat, all right, from spirit to spirit and then spirit to soul, that our souls will be so nourished by the Father that we're like, here, I've got plenty here, have some. And it's an eternal flow, my friends. It never ends. We're not going to burn out, all right? You might be physically tired, but this life that we share in does not, does not burn out. Keep drawing from him and and let him embrace you. And as he feeds you and floods you, my friends, he says, then it will break out from you to others. All right? All right. So that's enough for today (laughs) as we have this conversation about abiding under the big tent of his presence. Oh, how I want him to be known, be heard, to be seen, and then to be chosen. All right? Choose him today. All right? And no more prolonged infancies. Don't be tossed about like a child. Let's mature into sons, just like Jesus did. All right? I love you all. I pray this is encouraging you. We've also just launched out our new website. So if you're a pastor, a leader, you know, go to that website at nancymccready.com. In everything that we're doing, I want to build a culture of real, true discipleship personally and corporately. This is what we need, my friends. This is what we need to get on with all the big exploits that we're all called to do. All right? So visit nancymccready.com. Just check all those things out. Okay? Until next time, I will be praying for you, and I love you all. Bye. If you'd like information on how to put Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.